0: Welcome to A Joy To Be Me, a podcast empowering women out of overwhelm, uncertainty, and breakdown to love and embrace who they are. Tune in to learn how to avoid the pitfalls of burnout and start following your ultimate bliss. It's time for the modern woman and mother to start taking her pleasure seriously and let her creativity flow and pursue her big and beautiful dreams. I'm your host, Lydia Joy. Let's have some fun. Hey everyone, Lydia here, picking back up with my series of podcast episodes on copper today. If you have not been following along with those, I started in episode 18 with the number one mineral imbalance leading to burnout. So you can go back and check those out. There's four, at least four episodes in the copper series, as well as a episode on zinc. Uh, and what you need to know before you start supplementing, they're all connected. And so um, definitely check those out. Today, I'm going to be picking back up and diving back in. And today I'm going to talk about how the excess of copper exposure that I discussed in those podcasts has an effect on your digestion and your gut. So I'm going to kind of repeat myself a lot here because I really want to make sure that you are taking away with clarity some of the concepts because I've seen them used improperly in the mineral balancing world. Anybody who's paying attention to this kind of thing, um, if you're not paying attention, you'll you'll get clarity from the start, which is always a good way to go. Okay. So when I talk about any mineral or metal, in this case, copper can have a negative effect in the body, like a metal. We always want to be thinking about how, okay, so for copper, we need it for our health. We need very small amounts and we need to be able to use the copper we get. It's really important. I'm going to talk about that in a minute, but we've also unfortunately been exposed to excess toxic forms as well as excess of copper. So anytime a mineral is in excess in the body, it creates problems and it becomes stored. <clears throat> so in this case, I'm talking about how we get this excess of copper, it becomes stored in the body, so therefore it's kind of toxic to us. And so I'm going to use the term copper toxic But I need you to understand that it is not that copper is all 100% bad. Um, We need it. We need it to be regulated properly. And we need to also have the ability to get rid of the excess that we don't need. Okay. However, many people end up in a state in their physiology where they have a built up excess of copper. So we call that copper toxic. All right. And when you're in this pattern, and it's really common, it's not something that most health circles talk about because they're not looking at the minerals through any functional lens, such as the hair tissue mineral analysis. Um, So it's not in, in most health circles right in their sphere of influence. It's not something that they're going to talk about. But it is incredibly common for women in burnout to have gut concerns. And it's definitely correlated with that copper toxicity I'm talking about. And this can include things like candida or yeast issues. Um, And uh, there is a connection to it because you have poor nutrient absorption, because your body doesn't make enough stomach acid in your stomach, hydrochloric acid um, leaves the body open to things like gluten sensitivity and eventually can, um, have a more downstream effect that leads to leaky gut. I just did a blog post on leaky gut, eight signs you have leaky gut. Check that out. There's an amazing deep dive training inside there for you. Make sure you check that out. Um, and I did an IGTV, on um, eight signs, you have leaky guts. So head over to lydiajoy.me on Instagram, check out that IGTV. And if you just want to keep learning, this is all connected. You are all connected inside yourself. So all of this matters. I'm trying to connect some dots here for you. So one of copper's roles is that it can be antifungal when it's in balance and help really control yeast and candida in your gut. But when you have excess toxic levels of copper, it's not available copper for you to use. It's oftentimes not the right form for you to use. It can be deeply stored inside your body. And so it's not going to serve its role in controlling the candida yeast or even parasites. So this, along with your GI environment, um, when it gets uh, out of its appropriate balance and pH and all these things um, from other things like exposures to too many antibiotics, too much chlorine, like stripping your good bacteria, um, then you have an even bigger problem with overgrowth, candida, fungi, yeast, parasites, bacteria. They all can flourish. So, I'm bringing this up because it's so important to make these connections because I have so many women come to me and they think they have SIBO and all these gut problems. And they've tried all these eradication protocols. They've tried a candida diet. and, And as soon as they stopped doing the quote unquote holistic treatment, um, the problem came back and it wasn't corrected. So I'm here to tell you it's not a quick fix, unfortunately, and you really want to think about healing your gut alongside of mineral balancing, all right? Now, why am I talking about copper so much? Just as a quick recap, in case you haven't listened to the episode, maybe you need a little refresher, it's because it's connected to so many prevalent issues The women I work with face, the women who come to me in burnout, they're struggling with a myriad of things that present as like this total body meltdown. They've got a lack of energy. Maybe they've got the wired, but tired feeling, but it's really an unstable, consistent energy. Erratic moods, anxiety, depression, libido, skin problems, hormonal imbalances, cycle issues, hair loss. Um, starting to think about your bones, you know, maybe you've been diagnosed with osteopenia or osteoporosis, inflammation, immune health, and even the gut dysbiosis and poor digestion, which I'm highlighting today. Okay, and because, like I said, it's not understood in most holistic health circles as a root cause that is both prevalent. Uh, most people are not making this connection at all, and I'm here to help you marry the two (laughs) it's really helping you treat your whole support your whole your body your whole system and not isolate parts you can't isolate your gut try to heal your gut and not understand how um you know the rest of you works you have to rebuild so you have to have the right things on board to rebuild you can't just go in and try to kill a bunch of problems like dysbiosis problems and not do the repair work as well all right, so I want to talk really quick about what are some of the effects of copper that show up in our health? Like what 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 can it do? Um because copper directly or indirectly affects virtually every body system. And so there's a ton of symptoms, a ton associated with whether you have the copper toxicity um you know, like it's stored up and then you just don't have enough copper for use. Um, you know, you can end up deficient in vitamin C and folate and other nutrients induced by that excessive copper, um, which I talked about in episode 18. Go listen, it's really good. It'll wake you up to this whole mineral balancing world and why it's so important. Copper can interfere with your adrenal and thyroid gland activity. And it can create a set of symptoms relating to hypothyroidism and adrenal insufficiency, aka adrenal fatigue, aka circadian rhythm, dysfunction, whatever you want to call it, HPA, access dysfunction. I really don't care what you call it. It's all connected. We're all connected. But I, I realize those are terms and those are definite things that people are finding out are wrong with them or that they're dealing with, I should say. So, um, copper is required for a lot of functions in your body. Like I said, we need it to help us form our hemoglobin. We need it to transport iron. Uh, We need it for collagen production. Your heart needs it. Um, it's really important for nervous system health, your immune health. It helps you fight pathogens. Like I said, holy moly. Um, you know, they put copper elements in like swimming pools and hot tubs. Well, that's why, because it kills things. All right, so let's talk a little bit more, a couple more things. There's particular functions that are very copper dependent, such as the formation of melanin and keratin in your skin. And it can help you with connective tissue, synthesis of connective tissue So if you have any of those kind of issues, there's definitely going to be a copper component. Um, Hemoglobin synthesis and incorporating the iron into the hemoglobin. So, oh my goodness. So another thing that many women who are struggling with this typical set of issues, um, a lot of times they've gone to their doctor and they've checked their iron because it's really common for that to be tested. And it's actually pretty standard across, um, you know, you know, the Western medical model. Okay. So fortunately it's not always done very thoroughly. Um, but a lot of women will end up taking iron or finding out their irons low and then they never feel like they can fix it. I can't tell you how many stories I have about this on oh, my word but they don't understand the cofactors necessary and how iron metabolism works. The doctor doesn't teach them about it. And so they're stuck taking all this iron for years and years and years and they're not getting better or they're not getting a result or their levels aren't coming up. It's not always the case, but it's very common that it's quite a problem. Well, there's a copper element. There's deeper element to this whole iron regulation piece. So, you know, if that's you listening, you know, you may want to be thinking about digging in to more of the root of this and getting a more thorough support. Um, co- Copper-dependent function, your energy. I mean, We need copper for energy production. Um, we need all of our minerals, really, for that. But if we don't have enough, if we're not getting the right balance of things, you know, we're, we're going to, you know, have tough time with adequate energy production, which is the biggest symptom every woman comes to me with. I want better energy. Um, copper helps with the synthesis of neurotransmitters, your catecholamines. So this will show up in imbalanced mood, some anxiety, erratic you know, mood. A lot of times copper can have a big stimulating effect on the brain and, and cause some major disarray there. Um, copper also helps us with retention of calcium in the bone matrix, Bet you haven't heard that one. Um, we haven't been taught a whole heck of a lot about how to have, heh, have, have healthy bones. My goodness. I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I'm so excited. I love this stuff. Um, also it's necessary for your immune system. It helps control anaerobic organisms. Um, We need it for the myelin sheath of our nerves. It's important for fertility and maintenance of pregnancy. Um, So it's really important. Every mineral is, um, but because copper is such a conundrum and a complex um, thing that has occurred over probably the last 50 or so years, um, and you know, it's because of some of the changes we've had in, um, you know, copper pipes and, um, the sprays on vegetables, copper IUDs, all these things we're being exposed to, um, for 50 years. So we all have some, uh, some level of issue with copper. Okay. Now, I want to make the connection for you today, and I'm just really here to give a big overview. I'm not here to tell you exactly what to do because that would not be smart of me because you're not my client and everyone's going to have different things going on. But the but the, the thing that I want to help paint a picture is how... Um, I kind of like to, do, to go with like this top-down fact. So the very first place that I want to think about copper toxicity is it can reduce your hydrochloric acid production. Hydrochloric acid is what your stomach naturally is triggered to produce in the presence of food in your stomach, especially your proteins. Okay, it's your brain signals, you're supposed to do this naturally. However, over time, the body Um, loses its ability to make it effectively. Why? Because we have this mineral burnout problem. (laughs) So we need things like sodium and potassium, and those are going to be converted in the stomach to make it. And when we have this excess copper problem that depletes our minerals, it is a big piece of why we have a reduction in our ability to make hydrochloric acid. Um, It also slows the body's oxidative rate down. So it slows down your metabolism, your ability to get energy from your food and release energy in your body. And so as the metabolism slows down, the sodium and potassium levels in your body and your tissues decline. So then you get this like hypoacidic um, condition in your stomach. All right. so let me just really quick, in case you don't know, hydrochloric acid's job in your stomach is, it's basically our first line of defense against pathogens. So as we eat food, as we put food in our mouth, there's, there's, there's pathogens. I mean, it's just the world we live in. Um, so your stomach protects you from that. So it is so acidic that it can kill on contact any pathogen that comes into your stomach, as long as it's working right. (laughs) All right. Um, When you have low stomach acid, that doesn't work quite right, right? So you're less susceptible to pathogens. Um, Your stomach acid is supposed to pull the minerals from your food so you can take them and absorb them and use them. And it's supposed to help you break down your proteins and make them into... um, Basically, they're easier for you to use to create healthy neurotransmitters. So if all of those things can't be done effectively because you have really reduced hydrochloric acid production, you're going to run into problems. Your Your stomach isn't going to be able to break down the food the way it's intended. It's not going to... Um, be at the proper pH that your stomach wants it to be to move into the next phase of digestion. So it'll putrefy and it'll be too acidic going on in the next phase. So it'll give you some trouble and it'll just kind of keep going. And you won't know this is happening until you get really annoying symptoms. (laughs) Um, And sometimes it can take a while. Okay. So The first sign of, you know, um, low stomach acid could be things like you just don't tolerate meat as well anymore. You just, either you lose your taste for it or you notice when you eat like beef, like you used to, you feel like you have like a bowling ball in your stomach. Maybe you get a little burpy, a little refluxy, or you just have that full heavy stomach feeling and you can't eat as much as you used to. Those are just some signs for you in case you didn't know about this. All right. So the people who have what we call, quote unquote, copper toxicity or excess copper stored, accumulated, um, are typically called slow oxidizers in the mineral balancing world. And their intestinal tract is too alkaline. And so this makes them prone to yeast infections. It makes their gut um, pH inappropriate. And so certain things can thrive and become a, a really invasive problem. Um, the other reason why we have too much copper, and we call it copper toxicity for the sake of comprehension here, it's, but it's more to it than that, is the more you accumulate copper, the more it pushes up out your zinc, um, or you could be burning through your zinc too quickly because it's you know, a mineral we lose in stress. Or you could be already, you know, zinc deficient. Maybe you're just not getting enough. Maybe you're not eating enough zinc-rich foods in your diet. Um, and so then what will happen is your body is more susceptible to accumulate toxic metals and they can replace zinc. So things like mercury and cadmium. Cadmium um, is a big one. And those things are found in, So mercury will be found in seafood and um, in the environment too. It's in, um, amalgam fillings. It's in a lot of places, cadmium. Typically you're going to find that in, um, if you're a cigarette smoker and there's a lot of ways we can run into these heavy metals. Um, so if you're somebody who has those exposures, maybe more than someone else with these other things going on, you know you're gonna retain them more readily, and when you have a sluggish metabolism, it makes it even harder for you to excrete them. So the longer you're in this pattern, it builds up over time, and the longer your adrenal stress is going on, or stress is going on, you're losing zinc. Um, maybe you're using stimulants to keep yourself going. I find this all the time. Women are like drinking so much coffee. Um, you know, or maybe they're reaching for sugar because they just need energy, they need the fastest energy they can get. But they also are craving sugar because they're just getting overgrown with yeast, and yeast makes you crave sugar. Um, so as that zinc declines, your copper rises, and then you have, you know, a, an affinity for metal toxicity, which is another cause and effect of adrenal stress. Okay, so that. Mean, <laughs> you know, so, you know, this is important to understand. I'm saying this to share with you, like how we end up where we do, um, when we come to the table to talk with someone to help us when we're feeling like we're in total meltdown, we don't know how to fix ourselves. It's really a, a big downstream chain of effects. Um, So if you're trying to treat little symptoms here and there without understanding how your whole system works and you don't connect the dots to all the moving parts, you you know, you may recover some things, but it may not stick or, or resolve as fully as you like. This is why I wanted to bring this up. Um, So, you know, The other thing too also is that when you don't have enough zinc on board, you can't produce enough digestive enzymes. Um, So that's another factor as well. All right. Um, So basically I just wanted to give you this quick overview of how this snowball of effects can um, contribute to um, food intolerances and leaky gut. So, Um, food intolerances, when you don't have enough hydrochloric acid on board, um, and you can't break things down properly, you may find you're more sensitive to other foods, but also, you know, the longer that has gone on and you have this imbalance of pH hitting each phase of your digestion, it damages your entire GI tract and eventually it can cause a lot of, um, damage in your small intestine, which is where we talk about leaky gut. Uh, intestinal permeability happens um, from, you know, exposure to too many toxins, exposure to this imbalance of um, acidic environment. Um, you know, so it, it just becomes a real problem. You don't have enough zinc to, to build the things you need to, Um, help keep you from um, restoring your gut barrier. So if you don't have enough zinc on board as well, it um, makes it really hard to keep your gut barrier integral. All right. So when you have that long-term downstream chain of effects going on, you can find yourself in what we call total body disarray. So if that's you, I want you to be aware that healing your gut along with your mineral balancing is going to be really important. And it's certainly not going to be overnight. So, you know, trying to do a quick fix with like a candida diet um, or some kind of eradication path alone could prove to be very frustrating if you do not understand this um, aspect. So, you certainly can do that kind of thing. You can do a candida protocol um, to calm your symptoms down, but it's a little bit of a longer correction than just that alone. All right. So, I hope you found this eye opening. And if you want to take it further, you know where to find me. I work with clients one on one to recover from burnout, including healing their gut. So uh, definitely reach out if you're interested in getting started and getting supported in a deeper way. I'll be here and stay tuned as I continue this series. You're going to have your mind blown as to how many connections I can make for you with just this one mineral imbalance alone. Until next time, thanks Bye for guys. listening to A Joy to Be Me. I will see you on the next episode. Please share this episode, tell a friend, or tag me on Instagram at LydiaJoyMe. Joy Me. And if you like the show, rate or review five stars are great on whatever platform you are listening Google Play, iTunes. Just leave a comment there, it totally helps me out. I appreciate you.